So 2020 is cancelled, but there's still lots to get excited about between now and next year. This week on the official Coventry Bears podcast, we'll set out exactly what. This is Ben Assestes. <laughs> Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and at CoventryBears.com. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me, as always, is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, two shows in two weeks. Who'd have thought it? Um, how are you? I know. I'm going to get tired now after um, having that long <laughs> break and, and, and getting straight back into it. But it's it's good to get back into the old routine. I'm I'm enjoying thinking about rugby league again and, and thinking about the um you know the weeks and months ahead. Definitely, definitely. And that's exactly what we're looking at this week. So um on this episode we are continuing our interview with Bears Director of Rugby Alan Robinson. Um if you missed last week's show, do go and check it out. We uh, we chatted all about twenty twenty and the season being cancelled and all of that kind of stuff. This week, um, we're talking about what's going on between now and next season. Um, and again, I'm not going to waste any time getting into the interview because this this is a really great interview. Um, so do get comfy and make sure you're listening out for news about the Bears coaching setup for next year and also an exclusive about next year's playing kit. So um, so for this part, of the, for this next part of the chat then, I just wanted to focus on so what's happening for fans to look forward to between now and next season? And I mean, we've got the return of Tritag and the big charity bite ride to talk about in a bit, but so thought we'd start with Bears stuff. I mean, we're at that point of the year where, you know, had this been a normal season, the recruitment cycle would be, would be kicking up into gears anyway. Does, does that change at all this year? I mean, I assume you're still looking, you're evaluating what players you've got on your books already and deciding which ones to re-sign and maybe which ones are perhaps not the right fit for next year. Are we looking at another big squad overhaul? I mean, how's it all looking at the moment? Um, we've, we have addressed um, the position that we're in at the minute. And I think really um, we, we did carry a squad last year that was probably a little bit larger than, than what we had liked. But I think that was due to the nature of how things had panned out with, with, the changes that we had um, in coaching staff. Um, Rich Squires will will now step up and, and become uh, sort of fully fledged head coach as such. That'll be something that'll be coming that we'll be reporting on in the coming weeks. Um, but as well as that, we're hoping to strengthen uh, the, that coaching team um, again. Um, but. Really, we've looked at the, the squad uh, and I think we want to be able to focus on being as competitive as possible next year. Um, this, the, the, um, the nature of everything next year, a lot of the other clubs are going to be looking to get promoted into championship. And when you look at the likes of Newcastle, Ottawa coming in, Barrow, um, Keith Lake, uh, you know, at the moment, a lot of those clubs are looking to sign big players, they're, 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 spend, they're spending money. We really need to be, you know, as competitive as we can next year. It's got, I think next year is going to be the most challenging year in the history of the club, without doubt. Um, not just because of what's going on this year, but 
just I think what's at stake really going forward. There's still some unknowns with the TV deal. What's going to be happening with League One and Championship and and Super League? Even there's this discussion at the moment about obviously what Super League is going to look like and what 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 all the professional leagues are going to look like next season and and into the future. So there's a lot of uncertainties and everybody's looking to be as competitive as possible to get the best team on the field. And my you know my philosophy around that, as I've mentioned, is is we've got to be competitive. We've got to start getting to a point where our players can be can front up one-on-one in the middle of the park, be able to get us to the right areas of the field and, you know, be able to score tries and and, and not concede points and, and actually be competitive in the middle of the park and competitive across the park, you know, man for man. And we've got to raise the standard of, of what we do. Um, we, we do have, I've got, I've got some ideas about how we're going to be training, about, some changes we've made off the field that that'll be something we'll we'll make very apparent to the fans and to the certainly now we're, we're working on that at the moment but but with I think with lockdown and with the difficulties of COVID it's about getting things in place and being able to get access to facilities and things like that are, are what we're working on at the minute so some of those are a little bit dependent on that but mm-hmm. once once we know where we're going to be getting ready for pre-season then I think we'll make some big statements over the next few months around um, around how we're gonna, you know, how we're gonna be getting the squad ready and how we're gonna be building up towards pre-season. Uh, we will be releasing um, a batch of players. Uh, I think really some of the reasoning behind that is is around maybe the fact that they've been with us for a little while. Did they have room to develop still, or would they be able to? You know, come back in and pick up where they left off, and and be able to push on again. Um, that again is is a challenge, and I think there's been some really difficult decisions there for us to make. But but uh, again, it'll become apparent. Um, those decisions will become apparent, and and why we've done what we've done because we want to strengthen in those areas, uh, and we have done some recruitment to to successfully to do that. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't want to give away too much, obviously, because uh, yeah. I think everyone is everyone's probably wondering what you know who were any new signings we're going to be making and and things like that. But what I will say is we do have some really exciting new signings in the pipeline. Um, we do have probably a good majority at the moment. I'd say maybe ten players already over the line, which we'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> some of those are players that we've retained from last year. That really, really, um, I believe can can add uh, a lot to to the squad going forward. I, I do think we may reduce the squad a little bit so we can have a, more of an opportunity to focus on, you know, the squad itself. Um, but again, I think there's other ideas I have around how we can bring more players through. Uh, you know, that can be- get begin to get towards League One, um, because there's so many challenges locally within the Midlands region. And I think I think that's something that we have to address as a club now, um, you know, going into the next couple of years. How can we, you know, work with the region? How can we find more talent and bring it through successfully so so we can have players that can, you know, be able to step up to League One? Um, yeah. it, uh, that's going to be critical for, for the future of what we're trying to do. Yeah. 
yeah and of course we've, we've seen that you've put the call out for for recruitment on the social channels recently as well and i know i know you've you've done those trials in the past so um, um and they've, they've proved to unearth a few gems so we'll, we'll certainly all be looking forward to to the results of that as well and i know from the last update that you put out with the club in terms of um in terms of around season tickets and memberships um obviously you're giving fans the the, the chance to roll over next year if they want to um and i'm sure most most of the best supporters will will back you on that sort of thing one thing i was curious about was and it's one of your favorite topics actually is um you know we've talked about players on the pitch but but what are they going to be wearing because obviously we we barely got a chance to see these beautiful new kits you made for 2020 are they going to become are they going to become an instant cult classic rarity are we are we expecting new designs for 2021 what what's the deal there um i can exclusively reveal that we will be sticking with those designs and we will be sticking with those um, kits next next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really the the designs are very classic. Um, they lend themselves so well, I think, towards what next year is going to be for the club. Which you know, the city of culture and the city. We've got the World Cup at the end of the year. We've got a very traditional Coventry colours, um, uh, blue and blue, and we have the black and white two tone design which i think both of those jerseys are, are really reflective of what we t- we've tried to do in this sort of new era so i think this sort of new era of, of what we're trying to do into next year has got to be carried on and we, you know what we are really really brilliant um uh feedback from everybody in regards to those jerseys and we, we sold quite a few at the beginning of the season um what i am hoping to do is reveal um that Majority of the sponsors will be carrying on with us. I think actually everyone I've spoken to so far will be continuing with us, mm-hmm. and that'll be something I'll be confirming um, in the press, in the you know in our own press going forward. Now in the next few months, I am hoping to secure a few more sponsors on those jerseys as well. So actually, there'll be an enhancement as such. We will look at uh, I think uh, releasing releasing those jerseys again before Christmas, um, and we might even look at what else we could release that may be a little bit different, a little bit new. Um, but I think the best thing to do will be for everyone to, to just keep their eye on that. Um, we've got so many exciting things going on next year with the community, with the World Cup, with the City of Culture. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, everyone will get behind us and what we're trying to do. And uh, it'll be sort of a, shall we say, a, you know, a restart, um, pressing the reset button, getting ready to go again. And, um, and hopefully... You know, well, those kits are just, you know, still look great. So they're sat on a bike. They've been washed and clean and all ready to go again. So I think it would be a real shame if we didn't uh, carry that sort of that legacy on, but put a good positive spin on it into next season. Nice, nice. Um, so something something else coming up that fans can really get behind is this the big charity bike ride from, from Hull to Coventry as part of the City of Culture celebrations. And the bike ride is taking place next month. I mean, just, just tell me a bit more about it. Like, who's involved? What, what's, what's the thinking behind it? How can fans support it? All of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we, you know, we got thinking, I think, in lockdown about a lot of different things that we could do to perhaps engage the players, engage the fans, and get people thinking about something, you know, that we can do some good towards next season. But also, I think really primarily it was about the players. You know, what could they do as a group uh, to get back together again? You know, rather than having to wait all the way to pre-season and, you know, could we get the boys back together again? Could they do something positive 
not just for themselves, but for the club and for the community of what we're, we're trying to do leading up to the World Cup. And some of the guys there, you know, Ryan Langton and, and Liam Wellham and some of the boys in Hull have done some fundraising for Hull FC. They're involved with us and they're quite, they're quite innovative with their ideas. And, and I think it was, um, it was something we, we talked about. And I think with Hull being the previous city of culture, I thought, you know, what can we do there? You know, can we do something between Hull and Coventry, tie them both together? We've got that connection with Hull with a number of players. And, uh, and the boys come up with the idea. And, and I think, you know, again, Rich and the boys, and um, we, we've, been, we've been talking about it now for quite a while, actually. It's only really come out, but it's been, been something that's been talk, discussed and ongoing for probably a couple of months. Um, but it's all in planning at the minute. Um, we're looking to raise uh, money, really, to, to go into the Bears in the community, which will be t- uh, to go on towards our community fund, um, which which we've secured through the Rugby League World Cup um, capital grant, the Capital Legacy Fund. Um, we're going to be setting up three new satellite clubs in the Covenant and Warwickshire area with four junior age groups each. So that's a massive ch- uh, project that's, that's going to be um, coming up early next year. So we want to raise some more um, actual funds for that because the, the 15K that we secured um, really just is, is goes towards kit and equipment. We don't have any uh, cash we, 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 that at all brought through in kit and equipment. So we're looking to raise some money that, that we can put into, you know, coaching and, and running those clubs and, and getting things in place for those clubs. Um, the fans, uh, you know, obviously anyone involved in the club, friends, family fans can, can donate anything at all, would be really, really greatly appreciated. There's a GoFundMe page that's linked through um, CoventryBears.com it's, it's on the, uh, the news section on the, uh, on the bike ride um, article um, there's also uh, we're doing a, um, like a bike ride uh, sublimated shirt which uh, people can sponsor for, for only £100 they can have their um, company on there uh, those jerseys are going to be printed and worn by the players, they're going to be printed by Scorpion Sports and worn by the players Um so that that's something else we're doing to to raise raise the money, and it's really just something positive, something to get the boys together. It's another you know it's another sort of team bonding opportunity. But um, you know I think really the boys wanted wanted to get together again, and uh, now things have eased a little bit. It allows us to do that and, and do something positive as well. And are you are you getting on the saddle and joining them as well? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be um, in the support team. I think uh-huh. I'll be there with water, with food, with uh, uh, maybe even with a you know the odd puncture kit if it's needed. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be actually quite a adventure because it's we're looking to do it over two days really, and, and to be able to arrive in Coventry on the Sunday afternoon rather than arriving in the middle of the night. Uh, it's a good 150 over 150 mile bike ride, so. It's a bit of a challenge, uh, and certainly if the weather's anything like it is at the moment, it's going to be really tough. So, mm. you know, everyone's looking forward to it, but but it's but we're all looking forward to seeing each other again. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, and we've also heard recently that um, that Tri Tag Rugby is being given the go ahead to start again. Um, I mean, firstly, I mean, you must be 
really pleased about that. I mean, for people listening who have always perhaps wanted to give it a go, um, you know, can, can they still get involved with, with TriTag this year once it gets going? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going now. We, we, we just launched again last night at Memorial Park. Um, Troy Perkins and I obviously run the franchise for TriTag Rugby. Um, the, the Bears are, um, is something we promote through the Bears as well. And it's, it's part of, a, you know, it's a real, been a real key part of a lot of community stuff that we've done. Uh, and it's, it's found us fans, it's found us volunteers. It's something that's great for health and well-being. And I think through the, the, the pandemic, everyone's wanted to, to keep fit and keep active. And last night we, we launched it again at Memorial Park. Um, I think we had about 10 teams. It was really, really brilliant, really positive. Obviously, with all the um, restrictions in place and uh, COVID, but but it, it worked really really well. And, and the fact that um, you know tag try tag rugby is back is another little part of the puzzle for for rugby league and and for the sport to get, get people playing again. Um, mm. And that that itself again is so positive. Um, and I think the fact the weather's been really nice has been a bonus to it. Um, and I mean, I even got on the field myself last night and did some refereeing and it, it's really enjoyable and it's just good to see people again, you know, and I think everyone's been locked up at home and, and not seen many people and you can see the smiles on people's faces, just, just greet, you know, just greeting each other with a wave, you know, um, which has been brilliant, really, really brilliant. Oh. One thing I was curious about, I mean, I, I feel like I've got to know you a little bit over the time of doing this podcast. And one thing I, I always know about you is you are always full of ideas. And this pandemic has probably given you a bit of thinking time. So aside from all the World Cup related stuff, which we'll talk about in our in our next episode, I was curious if you if you just hatched any other new schemes that you can tell us about, that, um, you know, while you've had this extra thinking time. Um, yeah, you know me pretty well, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, I think you know, I always look at the club and think, what can we do to move forward? You know, what can we do to move forward with the club? And I think, I think two things really that, that struck me. Um, over the period of time that we've had when we've had no activity um, is I started to look at the sort of activity that's been going on in the region of the Midlands. And I think it's been difficult. Obviously when you're running your own club, it's really, really difficult to run a, run a club, an amateur club and a, you know, a semi-professional club like the Bears. And I think one thing I really wanted to, or, or became apparent to me was the fact that, across the sport as in general, you know, the strength of the sport is within the people that know each other within the sport. And, and, you know, I do know a lot of people in the region and in the Midlands. And I think um, I've probably been put back in contact with a number of people um, and uh, started to look at, you know, perhaps how we can work together. And I mean, just as an example, I suppose, I like to Derby City, John Doherty there and Adam Bates at, at Sherwood. Um, at the Wolf Hunt and um, I've recently uh, got back in touch with GSS Spafford at, at New Ravens mm. and all those guys are, have, got, have had their own sort of problems and issues within their own clubs and, and there's been a number of other clubs that have sprouted up and I think the fact that the, the region has been quite um, separate and quite separated um, over the last few years and the fact that we've, you know, we used to be really, really heavily involved 
um, in the region as a club that played in the region. Mm. Um, and I suppose over the last maybe, you know, 10, 15 years, we've, uh, shall we say, transcended a bit into the higher levels of the game. But other people are still here and still doing a great job and still trying to develop the game in the region. And I mean, one thing, I've, that's one thing that's really become apparent to me is the importance of that. Um, so I reflected quite a bit on that. And I think one, one idea I've had that I'm, I'm starting to work on at the moment, and again, I don't want to give too much away, but we're, we've got um, an idea around a project where we can perhaps uh, create another offer just below the Bears that would sit between the Midlands region and the Bears uh, in regards to a playing opportunity mm-hmm. um, where we could bring young players through, we could bring young new volunteers through, new coaches through, work together to look at what we can do to enhance the game in the region. Um, and I almost feel, although, uh, you know, it's hard always when you look at it thinking we've got to give ourselves more work to do, but I think when you look at some of the great people we have around the region and, and what they're trying to do, and you actually look at the kind of greater good of the game, um, when you look at what's coming at the end of the year with the World Cup and with the legacy, that's the sort of thing that brings everybody together. And, and I think people look, I've looked back and sort of thought and understood maybe where their place is within the game um, and and where they want to do and what they want to do with their clubs as well. So I think that's something without, without not giving too much away, we've, I've started to talk to a number of those clubs around, look, what, what can we do to, to perhaps build a pathway, you know, from the amateur game through to League One and the higher aspects of the game, you know, in general, um, and, and I mean, every kid, everyone in any community club in the region that, that has juniors playing or has players playing open age, you know, there's guys in there or there's families in there that maybe watch the game or have aspirations to play a higher level. And suppose you've got to think, well, at the moment, that's that's us at that higher level within the region. And, you know, we want to be successful for, for ourselves, but we've got to be, we want to be successful for Midlands Rugby League. And, um you look at what the likes of Newcastle have done. They've got a great community set up. They've got a great relationship and partnership with a lot of their clubs in the Northeast. And, and you know, you look at London Broncos and they're building similar things in the South. And really, we, we want to be able to start to do that as well. And But there's something missing below the Bears uh, to bring players through. Um, and that doesn't necessarily always have to be, say, like, a you know, an academy or a tier a tier three academy or, or, or something professional that could be something else. And um, let's say I've got, I've got a couple of really exciting ideas around that. And hopefully that may be something um, that we might see in, in, in the coming months. Look forward to it. And then, um, and just lastly for this, for this part, um, have you got a message for, for Bears supporters as we, as we start looking ahead to 2021? Um, just, just thank you to everybody for, for their, you know, kind words around everything that we've been doing and everything that we've said. We've tried to keep everybody up to date as much as possible. And I think, you know, all the feedback we've had has been positive. Everyone's been really understanding. You know, um, I, I totally understand if people want to um, want to, to look at the situation with their season tickets and perhaps ha- have that money back or if they can roll on to next year, that's everyone's personal decisions. We're never going to put any pressure on anybody in regards to the, in regards to those sorts of decisions. Um, you know, we're a family-run club. We're doing our best to 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 keep things moving forward with sponsorship and bringing money into the club. And 
and and uh, and everything else. And and I think we're we're doing pretty, you know, we're doing okay at the moment. And I'm hoping that we're, we'll be in a good position to go into next year. And that our other partners, you know, like the Buttspark Arena and, and Coventry Rugby and and everyone else can 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 be in a positive position as well. So, just thanks very much to all the supporters and. Uh, everyone's been pretty vocal and um, it's all been really positive. So thanks again to Bears Director of Rugby, Alan Robinson, for his time. And again, he's going to be joining us next week for the third part of this interview where we're going to be talking all about the World Cup. But um, Craig, I think there's lots to explore from this part of the chat. And we've got to start with our exclusive because we, we're only a little podcast. We don't get exclusives that often. Um, and the news that the 2020 playing kit is going to be rolled over to next year. Now, I know you and I both love that that shirt so i for one am really glad it gets to be shown off some more um were you pleased to hear that yeah i think it's um i i think i've seen a couple of other clubs have done it not every club's doing it but it is the, the sensible approach to take and as alan said lots of people were very positive about the kit they really liked it it, it really does um feed into uh, the city culture stuff because it's mm-hmm. um, it's a very traditional Coventry colours and on one of the kits and then the two tone style kit black and white kit as well. So um, yeah, it's it's really good to hear and there's actually been a fair bit of interest throughout lockdown on people wanting to buy kit as well. So um, and obviously with lockdown happening, Scorpion Sports haven't you know the kit is ready to make make is ready made by them. Uh, and it hasn't been available. So people will be pleased to know that um, I think in the autumn it will be back on sale again, hopefully before Christmas, so people can buy yeah. buy it ahead of uh, ahead of Christmas. Yeah, well, I, I was very fortunate last year that my uh, my work colleague bought me the black shirt as my birthday present. So I um, might just have to mention the blue shirt for them this year and <laughs> yeah, complete the set, you know. Um, the, uh, the other big news in that chat, that um, slightly more important in the playing kit was um was alan mentioning that um richard squires is going to be making the step up to head coach and i, I know I, i'm pretty sure you feel the same I, i've been really impressed with the impact richard has had since he joined the 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 bears um setup last year um i think it's terrific that he's he's making this step up and it's it's really credit to the to the club as well of of you know, bringing him through, nurturing him through, giving him the opportunity and, and saying, yep, yeah, you're good enough. The players respect you. We, we want to develop you further. Go for it kind of thing. It's, it's another reason to be excited in 2021, isn't it? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think for a club like the Bears, um, it's always got to be the way to go. Get a promising young coach in and, and develop them and, and give them an opportunity. I mean, you saw that happen with Tom Stang. Um, yep. Tom was at the club for a number of years and and really really became an established coach in League One um, and a very well respected coach within the game and, mm-hmm. and obviously he got his his big break by moving to London Broncos so um, it's really great for Richard to get that opportunity and um, I went to a training session uh, you know I'd I'd seen Richard uh, last season um, at a few games. Um, where he was involved and and one thing that really impressed me was that he was on the touchline mm-hmm. and he hadn't been at the club long and he was um you know working with the players calling shouting at the you know shouting to them being vocal about what they're doing um assisting them giving them pats on the back and helping them and that that massively impressed me but then 
Um, I went to a training session um, just before the start of, of this season. I'm going to call it this season, even though it's yeah, now last yeah. season. But um, I remember going to a coaching session and seeing how organized he was and how switched on all the players were and how focused they were during the session. Um, I mean, it was a big session. There was, there was probably at least 30 plus. I know that there was two teams playing through sets and, and it was really, really focused, really switched on. And um, I know that the players really like him. They really respect, respect him. And um, he's got a lot of great ideas and he really knows what he's talking about as well. I think he's, um, it just shows you that there are, there is talent out there. Um, and, you know, I think Alan is, is really adept at spotting that and spotting coaches that he know, knows have got um, the ability uh, and a chance to, to develop. So um, yeah. I'm really pleased for Richard and I'm really looking forward to um, having chats with him next season mm-hmm. and hopefully seeing the Bears move on to bigger and better things on Durham. Yeah, definitely. And and as Alan told us last week as well, you know, Richard's been um, doing a lot of work sort of keeping the, the players together virtually throughout this pandemic, like hosting Zoom meetings and, and you know, keeping all the, the squad spirit up and stuff. So again, that, that ties into exactly what you were saying there about how much the players like him and respect him. Um, so yeah, re- really excited to see him get that opportunity. And it sounds like... Um, between Richard and Alan, it sounds like the recruitment plans are pretty solid as well, and and the wheels are, are sort of kicking into gear there. I know you and I are to give a, give listeners a peek behind the curtain. You and I are, are occasionally privy to uh, to things slightly earlier than than they go public, and I know we've been teased a few things that we're we're pretty excited about. But um, you know, we would have been at this point about now anyway the sort of the recruitment cycle kicking in but um yeah it's, it sounds like as as you would expect from something that's that, that alan is in charge of it it's it's well thought out there's a lot of a lot of careful um strategy behind it and it sounds like alan and richard know what they want they they realize what the what the bears need and they're going about and trying to get it yeah i think it's um it is a bit different for the bears than some other clubs um you know the budget that other clubs operate under isn't isn't quite there, so they can't just go out and get any player they want. Um, but even clubs that operate under bigger budgets don't necessarily sign the right players. I think for Allen, it's about signing the right player with the right attitude, um, yep. and signing also signing players of potential. Um, the Bears really do give opportunities to players who he thinks, uh, and this will be Richard as well, who think that will develop when they play regularly for the Bears uh, and improve and, and get opportunities to, to perhaps move on, move on in the game. Um, I think, uh, alluding to Alan's interview, I think there will be some potentially difficult decisions this year because um, one thing that, that Alan is very focused on is making the Bears competitive on the pitch. And, um, you know, that's, you know, Unfortunately, not always been the case. Um, there has been over the last uh, two to three seasons, there's been some really positive results. Um, but they have also struggled um, on the pitch at times. So I know that he really wants to strengthen to make sure that the guys are competitive. Um, he's focused on making sure that the, that the players that he's got on the pitch give it their all. Um, if you get beaten by a better side, then that's 
that's fair enough, but you don't want to be beaten by someone because they're more enthusiastic. And and one thing that yeah. Alan wants of all his players is that they give it a hundred percent and and they, they leave everything on the pitch. So um, I know that they are um, actively talking to players that they think are the right fit for the club. And and I'm very positive about the strength of the squad for next year, albeit that it's going to be in a very very competitive league next year. Um, you look at some of the signings in League One already for next year, and you know you've got ex Super League players, you've got players dropping down who yeah. who are in Super League academies, uh, you've got players dropping down who are top quality Championship players. So um, it's a lot of clubs are spending big to to try and get that promotion for next year, and um, it's going to be a very very interesting league. I think there's um, there's some really strong teams, and I think. Um, bearing in mind the lockdown this year and the cancellation of the season, I think there'll be a lot of clubs playing with with loads of fans behind them as well. So yeah. it's going to be a really competitive league, I think. Um, and also the the introduction of Ottawa, um, mm, of course. So a potential trip to Canada, which fingers crossed I'll be able to do, mm. and you'll be able to do. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, you know, that's going to be another boost for, for League One and, and, and the opportunity, a great opportunity for the, player, the, the Bears players to be playing abroad. Um, they played Toronto, what, three seasons ago now, was it? Yeah. Um, and that was an amazing experience. Um, so for the squad this year to, to have a trip to Canada will be, another trip to Canada will be amazing. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree with what you were saying there. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be a tough year next year, but I'm, I'm fascinated to see how the Bears uh, step up to that challenge. And I guess talking of stepping up to challenges, something that uh, there's a big challenge on the horizon before, you know, within the next few weeks at the time of recording. And that is this epic bike ride um, that a bunch of the players are going to be doing from Hull, the previous city of culture, back to Coventry, the next city of culture. Um, I mean, Craig, you you're quite a keen cyclist. That's that's a fairly long bike ride. That sounds like it's going to be quite the uh, quite the leg burner to do it in two days. Yeah, well, I did I did a coast to coast bike ride from Cumbria over to um, over to Newcastle, and mm-hmm. that was around about two hundred miles. But I did it over four days, <laughs> so. Yeah. They're doing 150 plus miles over two days. It's 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 and they've not had that many weeks to, to train either. It's going to be a tough one, um, but actually, it's I think it's a really great thing. Um, you know, this squad of players could have quite easily. You know, they've only played what three games together. They could have quite easily said, right, okay, season's over. See you later, guys, and that's the end of it. But they've actually. Um, decided as a group to to try and put something back into the club, and, and some of the players involved, you know, likely won't be at the club next season. So it's a great thing as a group for them to do. Um, what I would say in in doing anything like that, it is a massive challenge, um, and you've really got to stick. Although um, a lot of people who aren't cyclists don't see it maybe as a as a team sport, with doing a challenge like that, it is very much um, working as a team people taking turns to go to the front and all that sort of stuff. Um, and there'll be real togetherness built. Um, and the guys that do it will, will never forget the experience. Um, you know, it's, it's a great thing that they're doing and they're raising money for 
the future development of the club and, and to build a sustainable um, uh, junior setup in Coventry, uh, raising money. Um, so it's a great thing that they're doing. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll put the link to the fundraising page in the show notes for this episode and on the website and on YouTube and all of that stuff. So anyone listening who um, who perhaps hasn't spotted it yet um, can know where to go and uh, throw some money if they've got some spare. And we'll be talking more about the um, the development of the Bears Junior setups um, in next week's episode because we'll be going into a bit more detail there um, about the the legacy grant that the Bears have been awarded as part of the World Cup celebration which again it's almost fifteen thousand pounds of, of of cash um to to do some really exciting stuff with the junior setup so that's that's great and that's that's it elevates it from being so much more than just a world cup match in the city yeah. that there's actually going to be a real a real legacy for the sport in the region because of next year's world cup so we'll get into that with alan next week and one last thing to to mention and and something that again people listening might want to get involved with is uh, the fact that tri-tag rugby is, is back it's been it's been given the all clear from the government um so that's up and running again with with various measures in place i know you're you're still um pretty heavily involved in the tri-tag i've, I've sort of not been able to do much since it got started because of dodgy knees and, and having a baby to look after but um you were back at the first session was it was it good to be yeah back? i played played my first game last week yeah it was it was really enjoyable um it's um yeah i did worry about my fitness but i've been trying to keep fit uh, um during lockdown and it, it was really good to be back um you could you could genuinely see the excitement that everyone had and lots of happy people throwing a ball around again and um, for me someone who hasn't played for a number of years who uh, has no desire to go back and do contact rugby of any kind <laughs> um, you know it's brilliant to throw a ball around and um, try tag rugby is a great great variant of rugby league um, you know, at times it feels like you're back playing a game of rugby league again. Um, you know, uh, a few of the lads that, that in the team that I play with are, um, you know, ex-rugby league players as well. And they, you know, every now and then we a bit of the old magic appears. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's really genuinely good fun. But I think the other thing as well is that there is um, a, a number of people um within the team that I play in and, and all the other teams who've never played ru- any form of rugby before. And the thing that TriTag does is increase the participation, le- you know, levels of rugby league and um, to see play- people um, learning how to play the ball and all that sort of stuff for the first time is, is really great. Um, the teams are mixed as well. So you've got lots of women playing too. And um, it, it's really competitive. Um, you know, it's it's really it's a really fast game and really competitive, and um, people really really enjoy it. And um, you know, the RFL I think are fully behind it as well, aren't they? So yeah. it's um, it's really great to see. I think um, there was ten teams the other night. I think there's more than that playing in the Leamington League. Um, so in Warwickshire it, itself, you know, there's there's several you know several hundred players playing rugby league. Um, albeit a different variation of it um, but that's got to be good for the sport and it, I think it's something that the the RFL and others need to need to get behind because it gets people playing the game um, 
who wouldn't ordinarily play it, who might be a bit worried about contact and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So there's, there's plenty going on that people can get involved with. So if you are listening and, and like, like us, you're sort of uh, cranking your rugby league um, part of your brain back into gear, you know, maybe have a look at um, getting involved with TriTag if you fancy it do throw some sponsorship um, in the direction of those Bears players who are making that bike ride if you can afford it. Um, And of course, keep your eyes peeled on CoventryBears.com and on the social media channels for news of of new players. Um, And of course, hopefully the uh, the kit going on sale in time for Santa's rounds at the end of the year. But um, that probably feels about it for this show. But don't don't forget, we are going to be back for a third week in a row next week with the uh, the final part of our chat with Alan Robinson. And as I mentioned earlier, this time we're going to be talking about the World Cup. There, of course, is a game coming to Coventry. The reigning men's champions, Australia, taking on Scotland in a Group B match on a Friday night in Coventry. That's going to be fantastic. We'll talk about that. And also the legacy it could leave on our region with that um, really substantial amount of money being awarded to the Bears to get those juniors uh, side of things set up so all going to be excellent so do join us for that um and then beyond that well i'm sure we'll have a few things to talk about here and there it might not necessarily be every week between that episode and, and the start of next season but we will we will come back when there are talking points um and we might throw a few surprises out there as well so uh yeah keep your eyes peeled and and thank you for for sticking with us and, and joining us as we've made our comeback it's been really good to get back in the saddle um don't forget to subscribe to this show to make sure you don't miss anything that we might throw out in the future. Um, and if you're already subscribed, hey, tell a friend about somebody who might like to listen to us as well. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, um, or just at CoventryBears.com and you'll find all the links there as well. But um, Craig, two out of two. Thanks as always. Um, catch you next time. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers.